All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, the show that talks all things wedding and wedding-related topics. Whether you're planning a wedding or whether you're in the wedding industry, this show gives you tips, advice, helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. I am Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events, a full-service DJ entertainment company with offices in Atlanta, Georgia, and Dallas, Texas. And I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Hillis, with ACH Events. Hi, Abby. Hello. Welcome, everyone. So, Abby, tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, so I'm the owner of ACH Events here out of Austin, Texas, and we do weddings and events um, all over the nation, and we also do destination. And really, our expertise is just making sure that we personalize the wedding planning process to uh, the couple and make sure that we cater just to their needs and, and wants and personalize the day specifically to them so that we're not creating cookie-cutter weddings. So that's kind of our, our niche. And she is great at it, guys. So if you're looking for a wedding planner, you're looking for uh, somebody to help you guide you through the process, Abby is your go-to girl. Um, we got some sponsor thank yous we want to do. We want to thank Big Talk Radio Del Marva, which airs our show live on um, Saturdays and Sundays every week at noon. So you can tune in there. Also, um, Black Tie Events, which is my company, is a sponsor as well. And we also uh, have DJ Songlist, which is an amazing wedding planning app that'll help you do all your musical needs that that you have for your wedding so check them out as well and then abby's company ach events is also sponsoring the show as well so we are glad to have all those sponsors on board and appreciate their participation so um just so everybody knows what we do at the show we have a couple of fun segments we do we do a celebrity weddings um segment we also do a planner tip that abby handles for us we do a wedding trend segment and we also do a top song segment but the first thing that we're going to do is our main topic. And our main topic this week is picking your wedding venue. And that's a great topic, Abby. I can't wait to dive into that. Yeah, there's just so many things. I feel like we could spend hours talking about this because it's the bare bones and what sets the, basically the outline to the entire wedding. So there's just there's a lot of things that you have to look for. It's typically one of the most expensive things that people budget for uh, because you can't really have a wedding without a venue. So yeah, I'm excited to dive in too. Yeah, absolutely. So what what do you think the first criteria should be when uh, when people are looking at a wedding venue? So you have to start with knowing what your capacity is, and you know, especially we're talking the change and shift in weddings with due to COVID and numbers getting smaller. There are venues out there that can accommodate you know four to five hundred people, and there are venues out there that have a max of a hundred or hundred fifty people. So the easiest way to begin narrowing down your options is through just size and understanding what capacities are for venues. And then I would say the second part of that would be narrowing down just what your vibe is. If you're someone who loves that rustic look or barn feel, then you know that that's more of the venue choices that you're probably going to cater to. And then if you're someone who likes a more modern, maybe like a clean slate venue that's super white, uh, then you know that you can start kind of gearing your search search towards that. So I would say capacity is number one, but then vibe or style would be number two. Well, and you also have to factor in what's included in the venue. Some venues include um, tables and chairs and linens. Others don't. Uh, some include catering. Others don't. Some, you know, mm -hmm. you have an in, you know, they provide a bartender. Others you have to um, find a vendor that supplies that. So there's a lot of factors as, in that as well. 
Yeah, that's actually such a good point. And I think when you're starting your search, creating some sort of just sheet of data is really good for comparison purposes. I am an Excel just like fiend, so I do everything in Excel or uh, Google Sheets. And that is like such an easy way to keep everything uh, in order. So that way you can try as best as you can to compare apples to apples because you're right. Some, you know, if, if they might be cheaper, but they may not include anything. They may not have tables and chairs. They may not have linens. They, you may have to bring in every single thing that you could possibly need for your wedding. So it makes sense that it's cheaper. Um, there are, and then, you know, on the contrary, you have venues that include a ton of stuff like catering and tables and chairs and linens. And those are huge expenses, so they lope some of that into the the cost of the venue. So um, definitely looking at what's included, um, you know, and, and part of that is also looking at what's included hourly. So every venue has a contract that will state how long your rental is for. Some have eight hours, some do it hourly, some do it up to 12 or 15 hours. And obviously that length of rental time should be somewhat in like relation to the cost of the venue and looking at that. Um, you think, oh, well, I don't know. Eight hours should be plenty of time. Well, you start then thinking through what we've already talked about in earlier episodes of the hair and makeup timeline and how long do you need for people to get ready? How long do vendors need for actually setting up everything? And a venue may be cheaper on the front end, but you may end up having to add two to three hours, and then you're stuck with the same price as some of the other venues. So there, you have a lot to weigh in when it comes to, you know, what to look for, what's included in all of those things. Yeah, I totally agree. And what would you think the average venue time is when, when you're looking at venues and venues offer packages? What would you say the average length of time is for the venues themselves? So I would say the average is probably anywhere between 10 to 12. If you see a venue that has 12 hours, that is a huge blessing. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. That, you know, it gives venue uh, vendors a ton of time to get in there, to get set up. You know, a lot of florists, you know, need a ton of time for setting up. And you're not going to have to add hours to give them that time if you're given 12 hours. So definitely looking for a longer time span the the longer the better for sure and then obviously if you have a bigger bridal party that you know you're going to have doing hair and makeup you need that extra time for hair and makeup services so i i think it can probably vary from from market to market but the reality is is if you're in the wedding industry and you're a venue in the wedding industry you know that there's a minimum of hours that are needed to successfully run an event. Now we're t we're talking and adding in micro weddings and all that jazz, and that completely you know throws everything into a completely different circus because now we're looking at half day rentals or you know or four hour rentals, five hour rentals to be able to have a micro wedding. So there's a lot of ins and outs that you want to look for. And the biggest thing that I can say to anyone once you're really starting to hone it on your top couple venues and maybe you have contracts that you're comparing is read, 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 read the contracts. I can't, I can't stress that enough. There are venues are notorious for putting tiny little ins and outs in their contract of either additional charges or additional rules. Say you're someone that wants a ton of pretty candles that are real candles. Well, some venues have a policy where those aren't allowed. And it's, it's really sad sometimes when we get to the close to the end of the planning process and a client figures out that they can't have real candles and it's, 
it was in their contract all along. So I just, I, I can't stress that enough to read what's in the contract, look at what's in your contract, ask questions if you don't understand the wording on something. Uh, it's, it's super important and it's what you're legally binded to. So uh, knowing what's in there is incredibly important so yeah, that you can exactly make sure right. that you plan. Yep. Yeah. And you know, uh, there are actually attorneys out there that specialize in just looking at contracts for wedding venues because it, a wedding is an investment like anything else. When it, whether you're mm -hmm. spending 20, 30, 50, $100,000 for a wedding reception, that's a lot of money to invest. So spend the time and hire an attorney. I actually had one that contacted us about possibly being on the show down the line um, with pitfalls and stuff to look for in wedding contracts. So that's a great, that's a great point. So you narrow down your, your venue you find a couple, and then I guess the next thing to do is do a walkthrough? You definitely, definitely do a walkthrough. Get a vibe for, get a feeling for the vibe when you're walking in there. Can you visibly see yourself either walking down the aisle or watching your uh, spouse, future spouse walk down the aisle and make sure that it's like a, like it, to me, honestly, this sounds so corny, but it should feel like home. It should feel like a place where you're incredibly comfortable, welcomed, uh, and and just really at peace because if that's the case, then that's going to also be reflective on your wedding day. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, if you feel like it's that there's just weird quirky things about it that it's just not vibing with you, like take a note of that and follow that instinct and intuition because it's it's going to set the stage for everything else. So you want to make sure that the venue is where you start really nailing it and hitting it out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the condition of the venue is pretty important, too. You want to make sure that uh, it's in good condition. They're keeping things up. They're taking care of the venue itself. Um, that's another thing to consider. And then also lighting. Yeah, definitely. And we've talked about this, but lighting is such a big aspect of, of the look and feel and experience. And if, you know, there's there's a couple of venues that I work you know pretty regularly at, and they include the lighting, like festoon lighting or twinkle lights. That's just a, it's like a part of the package that you get. And y'all, the first dance pictures underneath the festoon lighting, there's just nothing like it. It's amazing. And that's, that can be a, you know, $1,500, $2,000 cost. That is, you know, something that you get included. So looking at lighting, looking, is it well lit? Um, can you dim the lights and kind of create a romantic dinner setting? And those, I mean, all of those things are great things to think about. And, and one thing I really want to make sure that people keep an eye out for, and it kind of goes back to contracts, is look and see if they have a preferred vendor list. Because there's a preferred vendor list with venues, and then there's a preferred vendor list that you must use with venues. And there's a big difference. A preferred vendor list are all of the vendors that venues work well with, they've worked at their venue, they trust, they know that they're professional but then a preferred vendor list where they're contractually obligated to use is um, like, for example, a venue may have three caterers on their preferred vendor list and they may have in their contract that you have to use one of those three preferred caterers. So looking at that, if you're someone who wants food trucks or maybe some you know unique uh, food restaurant that's just local to wherever you're getting married, then you kind of have to think about, hey, well, if I'm required to use one of these preferred vendor caterers, then I, that kind of stinks because I have to give up that wish. Or I also recommend just reaching out to them and talking to them about it and saying, hey, can we write into the contract that we are allowed to use this caterer for just our wedding? Um, and, you know, they may, you know, ask for another $500 deposit in return to just make sure that, that that team, if they've never worked there before, leaves the venue in the way that it should be left. 
Um, but definitely look into whether or not you're required to pick from the preferred vendor list or if you can use that list as a guide, but you're not forced to. Yeah, and I'm all about, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Preferred vendor list is great if they have a couple of different vendors. Um, I'm not a big fan of facilities that force you to use a particular vendor. I think it should be up to you and it should be up to your feel. And if they're hiring professional vendors, I think that, uh, that you know, you can't go wrong with that. So not a big fan of that, but you definitely preferred vendor list because these are people who time and time again have been at the venue, know how things work, uh, have a great relationship with the staff and know how to uh, carry things out and make it go flawlessly. The other thing about lighting is if the venue doesn't offer lighting, keep in mind that um, usually your entertainment provider, like our company, um, offers up lighting and dance lighting options as well. So you can you can definitely price and check that as well if your venue doesn't offer that. Um, anything to wrap up, Abby, on the venue stuff? Some great points that we've hit. Yeah. I the one last thing that you just want to look out for too is what is your plan B option? Does your venue allow for a plan B option that is very simple? You know, some have an option for a ceremony outside and a ceremony inside, and it's not where the reception is. Um, if your only plan B option is where the reception is, then you're going to have to know that your plan B for rain may be a room flip. And are you okay with that? So just be aware that when you're going into these questions, these uh, venues, you're asking questions you know, your your plan B options, your capacity, what's included, um, looking a sample of a contract, how much are additional hours, all of those things are great things to to write down and make sure that you get answered before you walk out from that that visit. Yeah, I agree. And just so people know when when Abby's talking about plan B, she's talking about in case it's outside and the venue rains and there's a rain plan. And I will tell you from my experience, venues are very, very good at either flipping a room or turning things around because they're used to doing it quite a bit. So they've kind of perfected the art of having to do that and turning things around and getting things done on on that end of things. But you definitely want as many different plans as you can and uh, check as many venues as you can. Look, there's no harm in shopping five, six, seven different venues to find the feel of the one that is perfect for you and right for you. 100%. I couldn't agree with that enough, for sure. Perfect. So we are going to uh, take a break here in a second and um, coming back, want to thank our sponsors, Black Tie Events, ACH Events, DJ Songlist, and also Big Talk Radio Del Marva. We'll be back with more Wedding Pro Radio in just a couple of seconds. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event 
can be. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So glad you're with us. So uh, we get to our fun segments now after we just did some great discussion about venues and how to pick your venue and uh, trying to find the right fit for you. And it's celebrity news time. Abby, what do you got for us this week? Yes, let's do it. Celebrity weddings we can't wait to see in 2021. So that's what I'm going to talk about today because we're still in the beginning of 2021 and we're still waiting for some of these wedding games to happen. Um, so I did some research of just like what to expect this year and what we're going to see. And so the first one that I'm super excited about is Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams. Um, obviously, we know Sarah's from Modern yeah, Family. Yeah, from Modern Family. Yeah, and I, some people do may or may not know of Wells. He was originally on The Bachelorette, and then he became the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise on ABC. Um, but they've they've been engaged for a while, and they were supposed to have their original wedding in 2020, and they had to postpone. So on their actual wedding date that was supposed to happen, it was so cute. They dressed up in white, and they were at a winery, and they posted the funniest captions on their social media about being dressed in white and getting drunk on their wedding day and then wells was like i mean it's they're really they're so cute i love sarah highland she's one of my favorite people um but he's like grabbing her butt in one of the pictures and just (laughs) they're just goofy people and just normal i think as much as you could be while being a celebrity uh so it was super cute to see that they're you know making lemonade out of lemons and then uh, someone else, I didn't even realize that they were planning a wedding in 2021, is Hoda from the Today Show. I didn't even know so, she was engaged. Me neither. And apparently she is to Joel, which I know she, they've been dating for a while. Um, but they had, in 2020, planned a wedding on the beach. They didn't spe- specify what beach it was, but it was her, quote, favorite place on earth. Yes, mine so, too, Hoda. <laughs> I know. Also, who doesn't love a beach? Yes. Um, it's a good place to recharge. But yeah, they don't have a new date set, and they're just kind of taking it day by day. They haven't really said much about what's going to happen, um, but they're hoping that it will be back on the beach if everything goes to plan. Um, and the last one I wanted to share was Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. Yeah, and I am so waiting for this one. I can't wait to see. You know, Katy Perry, uh, um, you know, I thought she was going to get married to John Mayer there for a while. They were pretty, uh-huh. pretty hot and heavy, and then that didn't work out, and now she's with Orlando Bloom, and I cannot wait to see what they're going to do for their wedding. I know, and they were supposed to get married in Japan, which, of course, Katy Perry is, like, so extra. And I personally, I one of my first Broadway shows I ever saw in New York was um, uh, Romeo and Juliet Unplugged, and Orlando Bloom was Ju- uh, Romeo. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. He's And he was really good at doing it. And so when I saw them come up, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I'd love to see what ends up happening. And I'm sure it'll be incredibly unique. They ended up having a baby. So plans are on hold of what their new plan is going to be for a wedding. And I think they're a little bit preoccupied right now. Yeah. But and actually, on that note, I did some more digging. And there's... It, this is kind of a theme going on from people who are supposed to get married in 2020 now having to push to 2021, but now going, I don't know what we're going to do because we have a baby on the way. Oh, so, you know what? I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. That's a, that's a great point. That's a yeah. Big... So I think, I think some people just said, I'm not going to sit here and wait for this whenever, you know, we can go back to as much normal as we can with weddings. So Lala Kent, um, some people follow the the Bravo channel. She's on there a lot, and she and her fiance are actually pregnant. So their wedding plans are on hold. 
And then Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Matthews, uh, they had wedding plans and now they're pregnant. So their wedding plans are on hold. So it's kind of funny. It's kind of turning into a theme that there's there's quite a list of celebrities who are putting the wedding plans on hold due to pregnancy. So it's kind of funny. Well, Abby, if you want to do the invite this week, you can do the invite because each week when we do celebrity wedding news, um, we always try to um, solicit for Abby and I to be at these weddings for selfish reasons. So Abby, go ahead and go ahead and throw it out there. Well, I don't know whether it's Sarah, Hoda, Katie, Lala. I'm, I'm, I'm voting. I'm voting Katy Perry. I want to do the Katy Perry Orlando Blues. Oh so. my gosh, I think mine would be Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams. They're like I don't, I've followed them for a long time, and I just think they're adorable. But yeah, you guys, uh, you know, if you need some help or want to just have some fun guests at your wedding, holler at us. We're here. We are ready for you. We will be there. We will be there. Well, great information on the celebrity wedding news segment and just so you'll know now we get to a question we have um if anybody wants to get a question in you can email abby at abbie at weddingproradio.com or you can uh email me rich at weddingproradio.com you can also go through all our social media platforms by the way the show is available up on podcast as well pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast and abby will probably do a rundown of that stuff for for us a little later in the show but so when if you're not listening live on Big Talk Radio Del Marva, you can tune in on podcast and, and get it and pass it around and tell your friends about it. So our question this week is from Ash in Austin, Texas, and it says, How far out should I make a rain plan and what should I think about? Which is a great question. Yeah, it's funny that this is the question for this week and while everybody's already talking about rain plan options. Uh, for when you're choosing your venue. So great question, Ash. So glad that you asked it. And I don't know, Rich, what, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts. I obviously have wedding planner opinions, but I mean, do you, would, as you being like the entertainer, is it important for you to know that far out in advance? Or are you just like, Hey, as long as I know the week before the wedding, we're good. You know, we're pretty, we're pretty adaptable. Um, when we go to, to most weddings, we, um, if, if the wedding is outside, so you typically, just so you'll know, most of the venues that, that we work will have an outside um, part for the ceremony and then reception is inside or an inside outside. So we pretty much uh, bring equipment to cover both just in case every time. So it's not nearly as big a deal for me as it may be for some other entertainment companies. Um, so we can pull it off and change on a dime and, and adjust. Um, you know, the, the tricky thing about this, Abby, is you never know with weather. I mean, I have mm -hmm. seen forecasts where they say 0% chance of rain and it poured all day long. And mm -hmm. I've seen others where they say there's no, and, and that's even a day or two out you mm -hmm. do that. So, so, you know, I, my personal opinion is I think you ought to have a rain plan regardless because you never can tell, but, um, you probably should put a timeline on it. And, and Abby, as the planner, you're probably a little bit better at narrowing that down. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, the, if anyone takes away anything from this question, it's just make sure you have a rain plan. Whether or not it's created a week before or six months before, just make sure you have a rain plan. There are benefits to uh, being a little bit more ahead of the game and, and having a plan further out to think about things that if you're going to need extra tables, uh, budgeting for a tent if you need a tent. Uh, which is a lot of times uh, a decent expense on a budget spreadsheet. So, you know, if, if your only rain plan option is getting a tent, you want to make sure that you're probably doing your rain plan as, as far out as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing to think about too with entertainment is 
a lot of times, especially if it's live entertainment, like if you're doing for your ceremony, a string quartet or something of that nature, they require to be covered. So if it starts sprinkling, those instruments actually cannot be get wet and just like the board of a DJ cannot get wet. Um, so it, you have you want to make make sure that those people are at least covered. And most of the time it's in their contract that they have to have that. So contractually, you're obligated to to make sure you provide a covered uh, safe rain plan. So looking through your contracts and figuring out exactly what you have to abide by if you're doing a complete open air, either ceremony or reception. Um, and I think the biggest thing with a rain plan is just always thinking through the tiny logistics of it. A lot of time a rain plan means more logistics, which means a little bit more planning and just thinking through all of the details. So making sure that if you are doing a room flip, you have the, the catering team knows exactly what the setup of the tables and chairs are supposed to be. If you have a seating chart, they know exactly how many chairs are supposed to be at each table and you have a very easy diagram for them to know that. Um, it'll make the flip go a lot faster and, and have a lot less hiccups. Um, and just, I would say in wedding planning in general, the rule of thumb is the further out of planning you do it, the better you end up being. So the longer you wait, the more stressful it can be. So I would say how far out, it depends on when you got engaged compared to when you're getting married and how much time you have. Um, but just just gauge it. Is your venue, does it have a decent rain plan? Then you probably don't have to think a whole lot about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, it, I it, it's kind of dependent on, I guess, the, the different places that you, you can get married at it has a big uh, asterisk next to it. Yeah, I, I agree. And you hit on a couple of good points. Um, if you're doing live musicians, if you're doing a string quartet, string trio, the other thing you have to consider with rain and the reason they want to be covered is also the uh, humidity and the moisture makes it tougher for the instruments to stay in tune. So mm -hmm. that that's that's super important on that end of things. So that's why you need to um, you know make the rain plan and and make sure that you have something implemented for those guys. So um, and just so you'll know, when we're talking about rain plan, typically um, we're talking about a venue which has inside outside options for you. So if you're at a hotel, you pretty much don't need to worry about a rain plan a lot of times. Um, you know, you're going from a church to a hotel or a hotel ballroom from one ballroom to the next. So it's not nearly as important on that end of things, but great information, Abby. Yeah, you too. I, I I did think about the humidity. I just thought about the instruments getting wet. So I love the like actually thinking through. Duh, staying tuned. We're gonna hear some like bride and groom walking back down the aisle, and it's like, yeah. you know, you don't want that to happen. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so Ash in Austin, Texas. We hope that helped. Again, if you want to get questions to Abby and I. Um, you can email us, Abby at, is A-B-B-I-E at WeddingProRadio.com. I am Rich, R-I-C-H at WeddingProRadio.com or through any of our social media platforms. Um, also, if you want to see, hear episodes on, on the sh of the show without going to a podcast, we actually have them up on our website now, don't we, Abby? Yep, we sure do. So they'll go live after the, the episode airs live on uh, Big Talk Radio. It'll go live our website and then start syndicating out to all of the podcast channels. So after every week, those will be updated. Perfect. So we got about three minutes left in this segment. I wanted to make sure we worked in our wedding trends. So the wedding trend this week that I'm covering is live streaming. So everybody knows with COVID weddings, it has knocked down the amount of guests that you have. Some guests can't travel safely and uh, are compromised and um, would love to be there, but can't. 
So the new trend is live streaming. And basically, um, you can either hire a live stream company or your videographer will be able to live stream. Um, there's some great benefits to it. Uh, you get We talked about this a couple of episodes ago. You get a built-in video that you can work with um, a lot of times. And the main thing to consider when you're doing live streaming at a wedding reception is to make sure there is a good Wi-Fi connection because without a good Wi-Fi connection, it is not going to work very well for you. Um, you need that to be able to go ahead and, uh, and, and make that connection there. Um, some people try to DIY it and not necessarily a good idea because there's a lot to think about. If you try to do it through Facebook Live or through YouTube, um, Abby and I will both tell you because we post a lot of videos. As soon as they hear that little clip of music, they will shut the audio down. So um, I would suggest hiring a professional to do it. Average cost, you're probably looking at for a ceremony and parts of the reception, $800 to $1,200 in a lot of cases. Um, but it is a great trend and a great way for people who can't actually be there to, to see your wedding. What do you think, Abby? Yeah, definitely. And I, I chuckle at the DIY thing because I've had a few clients do that. And uh, the biggest thing I can say to that is if you're going to have someone do that, make sure that they're tech savvy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, being a wedding planner, 10 minutes, five minutes till the ceremony start time, there's a lot of moving parts going on, getting everyone lined up, making sure all you know items are to the appropriate people rings bouquets the bride has everything that that she needs and i've on multiple occasions had the live streaming go-to person try to come up and get me to help the live stream and on the spectrum of things that i have to do like i'm constantly having to prioritize in my head okay what what is the most important thing that needs to happen with the time that i have and unfortunately, a lot of times things going on and the last thing that we can handle is, is dealing with a DIY live stream. So I definitely recommend hiring a professional and using YouTube or a Facebook group um, to keep it private uh, as a way to make sure that the people who can't be there are there. Absolutely. And there are a couple of different sources you can use for live stream if you want to do that besides Facebook and YouTube. And some of the others, there's a, uh, a dedicated service called Livestream.com, which I've seen really good reviews on and does a great job. And also there's another one called DaCast, which is D-A-C-A-S-T.com, which does a good job for that. So um, with those, you don't have to worry as much about um, music licensing and, and what you can play and getting everything cut off. But again, I would definitely recommend hiring a professional for this. And um, in addition to hiring a professional, I would also make sure that you have good Wi-Fi. I think those are the two good points. So that is our trend tip of the week, our wedding trend of the week. So hope everybody enjoyed that and got good information. We are going to be back in just a couple minutes with more Wedding Pro Radio. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be.
Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. We are so glad you are here with us. Just a reminder, we run every Saturday and Sunday at noon on Big Talk Delmarva, so don't forget to tune in there. You can go to their website and actually... Big Talk Delmarva actually has an app, so if you want to listen live every week, you can download their app. Just go to their website. Um, you, we are also on all social media platforms. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us directly at WeddingProRadio.com. I am Rich at WeddingProRadio.com, and Abby is Abby at WeddingProRadio.com. So reach out to us and uh, let us know your questions and what's going on. We have, do all kinds of fun features, and the next one we are doing is Abby's Planner Tip of the Week. So, Abby, what's the planner tip of the week this week? So, I went short and sweet this week. Um, you know, it's very black and white and cut and dry, but I felt like it's something that gets forgotten a lot. So, I just felt like it was worth mentioning. So, you're getting close to the end of your wedding planning process, and you're probably a couple weeks out finalizing timeline with all vendors and all that jazz. And one of the things that is on uh, our clients' checklist that we send them is remembering to get cases of water and knowing that someone either is responsible for bringing food or ordering food, something to go into each of the suites or hotel rooms for the wedding party. Yeah, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've had very parched wedding parties. And I, I a lot of times bring backups in my car because of this, because they just don't think, you know, the caterer is typically not there yet. And if they are, they're trying to set up. They don't have water stations set up yet. Um, and there's not typically food on site unless you're at a hotel and you can order it. So making sure that part of what your, your, your last month of planning is making sure you have food and beverages for your wedding party while you're getting ready. And when I mean beverages, I mean not just alcohol, but also like regular water for people to stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. So are, are you talking like maybe a, a little snack bag with like some protein bars and, and maybe some finger sandwiches that kind of stuff just to keep people going and 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 make sure they're uh they're not passing out from um <laughs> lack of sustenance <laughs> right before yeah. the ceremony yeah exactly exactly and i think that type of food is really good for the bridal party uh one of my favorites for the bridal party uh is the bridesmaids in the bride's room is uh chick-fil-a nuggets because they're really easy just like yeah. good protein bites to pop in your mouth so that's one of like my go-to mini sandwiches or cut up wraps are great for the guys, I typically suggest going a little heartier. Uh, they have nerves, but typically it doesn't stop them from eating. If anything, it makes them eat more. And they're drinking, so they typically eat more than two. Yeah. Um, so, you know, going like with like tacos of some sort or um, having actual meals delivered is typically what I recommend because I, a protein bar for them normally doesn't, you know, fulfill their hunger needs. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. I would say lighter for the women, heavier for the men is your typical like go-to protocol. So let me ask you a question, Abby, because I've seen some where it's not a big deal and I've seen other uh, weddings where it is. What is your philosophy on drinking before the wedding, like drinking starting early in the day as people are drinking throughout? Oh my gosh, this is probably... <laughs> is this the pet peeve? Bring... Is this the pet peeve? No, no, I just, I think it's like, it's. Pro... I think that there are people have very strong opinions about this. 
I the the method I take with weddings in general is it's whatever is best for the style and the wants of the bride and groom. So for me, I always defer to that. Uh, so if they're not big heavy drinkers, then I typically try to get them to facilitate a similar environment. Maybe it's only having beer or champagne and not like heavy liquor going into the day, the morning of the wedding. Right. Um, so I think it depends on kind of like the wants and needs of the, the uh, couple getting married. However, uh, that's why water and food is so important because someone can drink a decent amount while they're getting ready. But if they eat and they're staying hydrated, it's okay that they drank that much yeah. because they can get it'll replenish them in time for the ceremony. What I see happen way too often is the bridesmaid or the groomsman who doesn't eat, doesn't drink any water, is chugging alcohol all day long and can barely make it through the ceremony. And even sometimes it's the bride or groom that that happens to, which is really sad. But that's why food and water is so important getting ready because uh, if you're going to be consuming alcohol, it's a good cushion to make sure that everyone's still good by the time ceremony starts. So. I don't have a strong opinion on it. Either do it or don't do it, but you better be respectful and you better be smart about it. Um, I have some funny stories that I could share about this where I've had to get real serious with a couple in the, the wedding party, a couple of people, because they're trying, they're ruining it for everyone else, you know, and yeah, they're just I agree. really intoxicated and that's not fun either. No, absolutely. And you know what? You hit on a good point. Be smart about it. And I will tell you a funny story. I had a wedding uh, a couple of years ago where the groom was not smart about it. Came mm. time to take off the garter, off the bride's leg, and threw up all over her lap. Ooh. All over her lap. That's cringeworthy. And he was pounding Jack Daniels all day long. We all knew it, but you know, you know, not a whole lot you can do about it. The planner tried to get tough with him and say, you know, you need to step outside. You need to start drinking some water. He didn't want any part of it. He wanted to party and, and wanted to throw down. And uh, so he ended up with a um, pretty pretty horrendous uh, garter experience with his lovely wife. And and that's the thing that that's the thing about longevity of drinking. We there's very few days in the year where most people start drinking at nine or 10 a.m. Yeah. and drink until 11 or 12 at night. Right. And that is a long time to be consuming alcohol. And, and that's the other hiccup, is that if you're not eating and drinking water consistently throughout the day, you're just not going to make it. It, it, it. You're not, unless you're doing it every single day, so you're like ramped up and ready for it, you're, it's, it's really hard to make it and, and make it successfully. So, oh, that, I wish you could see my face. That is so sad and so yeah, good. It is. <laughs> Listen, I got a million stories like that. I've been doing weddings for 20 years, so I got a million stories like that <laughs> yeah. I can tell. So hope, hopefully... This uh, show will be a bevy of getting some good little uh, interesting nuggets like that that I can throw in there for you. So, <laughs> I love that. So, Abby, great tip for the week. Remember, you guys need to hydrate, have food ready for you for the day long because it is a long day. So you have to prep mm -hmm. for that. So time for another question segment. Again, if you guys want to get questions in, you can um, email them. You can email me at rich at weddingproradio.com or abby, A-B-B-I-E, at weddingproradio.com. And we would love to get them on the show. And we have a question from Raleigh, North Carolina. It's Jean in Raleigh, North Carolina. And she says, I'm getting pricing for photographers and the range is all over the place. Why is there such a big gap in pricing? What do you think, Abby? Oof, loaded question. Um, I think the number one thing that you're gonna have to look at is, is there a second shooter? And uh, how many hours are you getting the photographer for? 
Um, and actually, I guess a third thing would be, is there anything else included? So a lot of times photographers will make packages that either include an engagement shot um, or photo shoot and, and or a bridal photo shoot and or a um, boudoir is another option. So looking at what is created in those prices and then the biggest other thing to look at. I know is where just, you're going. Yeah, I know. You want to do this? <laughs> the, the biggest thing is hire a professional. Professional, yeah. Hire a professional. And I will tell you folks that that is my biggest pet peeve is that, that there are, um, whether it's photographer, whether it's a DJ, whether it's a florist, whether it's a wedding planner, hire somebody that has done this before and has done it time and time again. And yes, you're going to pay a little more for that. Um, you know, my, my adage for that is good things aren't cheap and cheap things aren't good. Um, so, you know, rather than saving a couple of hundred dollars here and there and, and going down in service, think about getting somebody that is going to give you the best quality service you can have, because in the end, it is going to give you so much peace of mind. So the higher price vendors are priced that way for a reason. And we've talked about this before because everybody wants them. They're doing a great job and everybody's talking about them and their availability is limited. So it's a little bit of supply and demand and that's why they're priced higher. But the main thing is hire a professional. And, and I think you have to remember when you have, when the day is over and it goes so fast and everyone's gonna tell you that, but I'm gonna tell you that too. It goes so fast, but when the day is over, all you have is photography and if you've hired a videographer, the video. Right. And I I have so many friends that wish so bad they would have switched who they hired as a photographer. Oh yeah. And and they look back on their photos and they're just not frame worthy uh, to put up and you know really just like show off and showcase in their house. And it breaks my heart because it's the best way to remember. Obviously, you have your your own intimate memories, but like the pictures are what bring it all full circle. And it's not the place to to skimp it I, I can't tell you enough obviously there are certain photographers who are just really well known have made a name for themselves have like you said have really high demand so they charge you know a huge 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 fee right um but there are an incredible amount of photographers who are amazing who fall in a very middle of the of the realm of pricing who do a phenomenal job who are incredibly professional who know what they're doing and don't forget, they also have to understand lighting. And oh, I, you're gonna get, I could get all into this about <sighs> photographers and experience, but lighting is a huge thing. And if Absolutely. they're going from taking pictures outside to popping inside and doing first dance pictures where it's a lot darker, they have to, ha they have to know how to set up their flashes. They have to know how to set up and change the settings on their cameras. They, most photo good photographers shoot in manual. And with manual, there are like five different settings that you have to know and be able to flip on and switch around on a flip of a hat. Yeah. And you know, if your photographer isn't seasoned enough, they're not going to know how to do that and your photos are going to be jeopardized. Well, so, and, and, and the key to that, Abby, I think is hiring a wedding photographer as opposed to a photographer. Um, yes. It's just like hiring a wedding DJ as opposed to a DJ because the, these guys do them every single weekend. They know the flow. They know how things need to be. You hit it on a great point about the lighting with the photographer. Um, you, you know, make sure they are wedding professionals. I cannot say that enough. Make sure that they do a ton of weddings and they're wedding professionals and they know what they're doing and uh, you can't go wrong with them. Absolutely. Great question, Gene. Love it. Absolutely. And if anybody else wants to get a question in, just um, 
go through our website, WeddingProRadio.com, or email Abby and I at um, AbbyWeddingProRadio.com or RichWeddingProRadio.com. So now it's time for our uh, top songs segment. So DJ Songlist, which is a great app and is a sponsor of the show, um, allows you to put lists together. And we go through each time we do a segment like this, and I look at the top songs, um, whether we're doing top girl songs or top uh, you know, sing-along songs, whatever the case may be. Um, and get the analytics from DJ Songlist, but I also um, throw it out to the DJ community. Um, I'm on a couple of different DJ boards, and I ask them to give me their their top songs. So since we're just into 2021, we wanted to do the top dance songs when you're dancing and having fun at the reception of 2020. And um, so the first one is ILY, I Love You Baby by Surf Mesa. And this song works really great on the dance floor. It kind of starts off a little slow, but you can get into it and get everybody up and dancing. And it is a great dance song for you guys to uh, start. So that one comes in at number uh, 10. At number 9, The Other Side by Siza and Justin Timberlake. Are you familiar with this one? It was from the Trolls movie, I think. Oh, yes. And it, this is a good one to get everyone on the dance floor for sure. And it's kids included. It, it has a great beat to it, and I love this song. Coming in at number eight is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Gosh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I love the bass line in this one. It is one of my favorite bass lines ever. That is legit what I was just about to say. That's so funny. That is so funny. And then coming in at number, uh, let's see, we are at number seven is Shug by the Baby. The Baby. Yeah, that's a great one. It is a great one. It's a little raunchy, but it's really good. Yeah, play the clean version most of the time, so uh, so I, I try to stay away from the explicit version. Um, love this song. If you're doing a hip-hop set, it works great. Everybody seems to dance to it and jam to it. Um, coming in at number six is Dance Monkey by Tones and I. And this is one of your favorites, Abby. Yes, this actually is my favorite song right now. I, it's, I've been playing it probably on a regular basis for six months or so. I get a ton of requests for this one all the time, too. So works great on the dance floor. People love getting out to it. Um, coming in at number five... Don't Start Now by Dewey Lippa. I love Dewey Lippa. Anything that, that she does is awesome. I love it. I agree too. And you know what? This one kicks in right here and it just takes off. And this song is yeah. great to get people out there and dancing. Again, these are the top 20 fun dance songs that you can do at your wedding reception for 2020. Um, coming in at number four, Dynamite by BTS. Always a great, always a great one. Absolutely. I love this song too. And you know, BTS has a bunch of great songs. So if you're doing your playlist, remember to check in, uh, check some of their other songs out as well. Number three, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. You know, I'd love to find someone who doesn't like this song. I, this is another one of my favorites. I just, it's kind of like Dance Monkey. It's just a feel good, I don't know fill you up get you going song well you know my partner patrick who runs the dallas texas uh, office of black tie events says this is the most requested song in dallas when it comes to dance stuff so he he uh really yeah he said he said up in at, in the dallas fort worth area this is the song he gets requested the most or at least has the past year coming in at number two and this one was one i wasn't as familiar with is head and heart by joel corey 
Yeah, I know. I had to. I, the, the, actually, number one and number two, I had to listen to because uh, they're a little bit newer, uh, but also really just good get you moving songs. Yeah, yeah, they they actually are, and this is more of an EDM kind of uh, yep. dance remix kind of song. So it is. Uh, it's a good one to get you out there, especially if you're doing the EDM set and work that one in. And then the number one song of 2020 for wedding dance songs is "Roses" by St. John. That, it honestly floored me that this is the song that was number one. But I think uh, that's that's who ends up dancing on the dance floor is the people who are listening to the most recent songs about state songs right now. So I think it makes total sense. I agree. I agree. It's a great one, too. So you can't go wrong with any of those. That is your top ten wedding reception dance songs. And when we say dance songs, we talk about when you're doing general dancing and everybody's having fun and the party's going on. So I um, hope you guys enjoyed that. We are going to take a quick break. And be back with wrapping up the show Wedding Pro Radio in just a couple of minutes. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. So welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio. We are so glad you guys tuned into the show today. There was so much great information that we had um, Abby's planner tip of the week about uh, you guys making sure that there's food and water early, early in a very long day was great. Love the celebrity wedding news segment. The top song segment was great. Reminder, we do this every week and it runs on Big Talk Radio Del Marva, which is one of our sponsors at noon on Saturday. And then the rebroadcast is Sunday at noon. So tune in live if you want to hear it live at BigTalkRadioDelMarva.com. And also um, want to thank sponsors, um, ACH Events, which is Abby's company, Black Tie Events, which is my company. And what's the other one, Abby? DJ Songlist. And you guys, I wanted to give you guys a lowdown real quick on DJ Songlist from a planner's perspective. So a lot of the times, if you are hiring a DJ, they have their own platform in which the client getting married has to go in and submit all of their songs to. Uh, the problem is, is as the planner, we also like to know what those specific songs are, you know, whether it's who's walking down the aisle to what song or what the first dance is or mother, son, father, daughter. We, it's good for us to know those things so we can reconfirm and make sure something wrong is not played at the wedding. Um, and, and so a lot of times the bride and groom or whoever's getting married forgets that we kind of want that information. And that's why I think DJ Songlist is like the new way of getting all of your music out there. Not only can you send it directly to your planner, so you're not having to retype out all of your options, which is kind of what clients have to do right now. 
Um, but they also give you suggestions. So I can't tell you how many times I've spent time on phone calls just trying to go through different songs to help clients understand like what would be the best song for them. And not that I don't like doing that, I don't mind doing it, but I think I could, there's better use of, of you know, picking my brain. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and so DJ Songlist is like your solution to that. It gives suggestions on what you should do for certain parts of the wedding and what songs. And so anyways, I, I don't, I think people don't understand the value of, of how much easier it makes your life as the person planning the wedding. Um, and then to also give give your, your planner all of that information without having to duplicate and having to spend time writing up that in an email. Well, Abby, that is great insight. And just so people know, DJ Songlist actually has sections broken down. They have a ceremony section that actually breaks each individual part of the ceremony down with some of the most popular songs for that for you to listen to. Um, also, it has wedding reception songs for specialty dances like first dance, father, daughter, mother, son. So some great information. And again, you can email the list to anybody, your planner, mm -hmm. your DJ, um, you know, your mom, your dad, so they can look over it and approve it. So, um, it, Abby, Abby, thank you so much for the kudos on that. And we're so, <laughs> so proud to have DJ Songlist on here. So we, um, we want to, uh, preview next week's show as the topic we have next week. So this one came from kind of with us chatting with a bunch of people in the industry. So we're going to talk about the difference between hiring a professional for your event and hiring a wedding professional for your event. And there is a difference. We kind of touched on it today. Yeah, we kind of gave you a little preview of, of how we felt about that. We have really, <laughs> really strong opinions on it. And this came off of one of your message boards. Didn't you throw some questions out there and somebody came back and said, hey, I'd love to hear more info on that? Yeah, it started an actual big discussion on just... I think from the planner, we probably get the brunt of a lot of uh, the issues that happen when you don't have a wedding professional. Yeah, you're the psychologist. You're the psychologist. Everybody comes to you with the problems. <laughs> yeah, we're the problem solvers. So, you know, I, I think there's, you know, people want to hire their their BFF, who's an amazing photographer, to do their wedding, and and I totally understand and respect that. Um, but I think it's important to understand if you're going to go that route, the the pitfalls and the hiccups you may in, endure going that route and, and why it's beneficial to have someone who's seasoned in weddings. Yeah, I, t I totally agree with you. And it's going to be a great topic. It may be one that may even go a little bit longer. Also, you guys listen up and, and keep abreast of what we have going on because we're going to have some amazing guests coming down the line as we do more stuff with Wedding Pro Radio. Anything to wrap up this week, Ab? We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, no, I think I would just like to say you guys keep tuning in. I uh, Maybe every week we won't you know, touch on every single thing that you need if you're a vendor or planning a wedding, but we are going to keep trying as hard as we can to put the best information that we can out there. So uh, keep tuning in and keep Ab sending us questions. Absolutely. We love the questions. Remember to get those in there. You can catch Wedding Pro Radio on um, any podcast platform that you, you know of. Listen to it live on noon on Sunday and um, on Saturday on Big Talk Radio Del Marva. And also, if you want to get the questions to us, do it through social media or you can email us directly at rich at weddingproradio.com or abby at weddingproradio.com. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We will join you next week with more Wedding Pro Radio.